Hello and welcome to Out and About in Malovians. I'm your host, Jeremy Balfour. As part of my job as Member of the Scottish Parliament, I get to travel around Malovians, meeting interesting people and hearing about how the companies, charities and projects that they work for benefit and contribute to our community. On this podcast, I will share their stories. On today's episode, I'm looking forward to talking to Fiona Bradley from the Edinburgh Fruit Market Gallery. Fiona, we're sitting in the Fruit Market Gallery in the heart of Edinburgh in a really historical building. Just before we get into the kind of art and gallery stuff, just tell us a wee bit about the building itself. Sure. Uh, It's no surprises, really. It's a fruit market. It was a fruit market. Um, The fruit market, as it is now, occupies two buildings on Market Street. Um, above the station, not very many, lots of people who've lived in Edinburgh all their lives don't really realise that Market Street is not a street, it's a bridge, and the fruit market buildings have no foundations, they're on stilts over the station, um, and historically they were fruit and vegetable markets, and the fruit and veg would come into Waverley Station, and then be hoisted up into the fruit market building and sold out the front. So that's the history of the buildings. And in 1974, when the fruit and vegetable markets moved out of the centre of town, the, the, the one of the buildings the fruit market now occupies was immediately taken over as a space for art. The other was a nightclub. Um, most recently, it was Electric Circus's nightclub. And during the pandemic, we combined the two buildings into the fruit market that we have now. Okay, so you've got quite a large site. Yes. If I'm a person thinking, got something to do on Saturday afternoon, or I'm coming to the city, what do I experience? What, 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 what are you wanting your customers to get out of the experience? Well, I suppose the first important thing to say is that the fruit market's free. Our exhibitions are always free. So the first thing I would want to say is come in. Come in and have a look. If you don't like it, come straight back out again. You haven't lost anything at all. We try very hard to make sure that you will find a route into the exhibitions. We're not here to teach anyone about contemporary art. We're here to provide a space for artists to help people think about the world, to think about themselves through the medium medium of art. What art does is it makes a space. It makes a space in our minds for us to think about things. So come in, I would say on a Saturday morning, come in, have a look at an exhibition or come in, have a cup of coffee. We run the cafe ourselves, so every cup of coffee you buy helps support the fruit market, helps us get money to artists to make art. We also run a bookshop. You can buy a book or a card, or you can go up and down in our lift, which contains an artwork by Martin Creed. The lift sings to you. So if you've got young kids to entertain, just come in, out of the rain, go up and down in our lift. Wow. Okay, I've never been in my lift. I've always used the stairs, so my next time I come, I will do that. Um, so people have a kind of different views of what is contemporary art, mm. what is modern art. Um, now I have to confess, you know, I'm a kind of slightly philistine when it comes to art. So tell me, what is contemporary art? Oh, that's a big question. Um, it's funny because people do say, it's one of those truisms, people say people have a problem with art. The Fruit Market Gallery's audience is 50% under 30. Young people don't have a problem with contemporary Contemporary art, like contemporary music, like contemporary dance, speaks of the contemporary world. It is 
whatever an artist wants to think about and how an artist wants to get their thoughts across. So at the moment, in the fruit market, we have really beautiful sculptures made of a wide variety of materials. You can see macrame leather, you can see nets made of, co of copper filament, you can see extraordinary weaving in silk straw, and there's a lot, I think people are interested in the materials and the craft that's on display. The next exhibition we have is completely different and it's film and video work mm. made by an artist who, whose focus is very wide ranging from a work dealing with housing and the problems of housing in London to spaces in, of conflict, spaces such as Uganda, former Yugoslavia, a beautiful film made far away of, of the problems that the world is facing. So contemporary art's a very broad spectrum. So... You can't have contemporary art without artists. Hmm. So where do your artists come from? Are they all local? Are they international? Is it a mixture? Of, so who, who are you looking to kind of promote? Yeah, it's a mixture of both. I mean, we are we don't represent anyone. We don't own art. What we do is we borrow. We work with artists. We borrow art from artists to show in the fruit market. Sometimes we commission new work. And the artists that we show range across the world. We're... We're part funded by the Scottish Government through Creative Scotland, so I think we have a we have a duty to show Scottish artists and an interest. We're fantastic at art. We have really, really good artists, so we're interested in working with artists, working locally. However, we're also in the business of inspiring. We're giving. We're in the business of giving opportunity to artists, but also inspiring artists. So we like to show artists from across the world who are making the kind of art which will interest artists and audiences here in Scotland. So international and local. Okay, you mentioned a few moments ago um, the cafe. I have to confess that was my first reason for coming in was cake and coffee, mm -hmm. um, which is I have to say I recommend very highly. Um, and you say you run the cafe, but where did some of the stuff come from for the cafe? Yeah, we were, exci we were excited to run the cafe ourselves. We, we took it in-house um, when we reopened after the pandemic. And there were two reasons, really. One was that we could we could use the values, of, we could roll out the values of the fruit market into the hospitality industry. So we pay the living wage, our, pay, our terms and conditions are very... I think very good, as good as they are for our office staff or for other front of house staff. We like to think of the of the fruit market as one staff. So the people who work in our cafe are trained to talk about art as well as to serve you great coffee. So that was one reason. And the second was to showcase the fantastic suppliers that we have here in, in the area around Edinburgh. So we're really, our food miles are very low. We're really pleased. For example, we work with Pilot Beer and with New Barns Beer from Leith. We work with Jump Ship, a fantastic alcohol-free um, brewers, down again, down in Leith. Our coffee, I'm glad you like our coffee. It's Obadiah's coffee. We like it too. Um, so we, yeah, we like to, we, in a way, our cafe is a platform for local suppliers as well as a, an opportunity for us to really live our ethical values. Okay, so how, obviously, we come in, I come in, others come in, and we see the art. But obviously, there's a team behind that. It doesn't mm -hmm. just appear like magic. Mm -hmm. So just tell us a bit about how this setup works, and how did you end up here working? Oh, that, that's a really interesting question. There's about 50 of us, so it is a bigger it's a bigger operation than you might think. I should also say that your pe people come in to see the art, but the first thing you see is the shop. <laughs> we look like a shop and a cafe, mm. and there's a, there's a reason for that. You know, it's, it's threshold anxiety, I think it's called. Mm. It's less scary for people to come into a shop than an art <laughs> gallery, so there's that. As for how I got here, um, it's quite boring, really. My career's quite boring. I studied art history 
um, at university and then I worked at the Tate and the Haywood in London and I wanted a change and in 2003 the job running the fruit market was in the paper in those days, mm -hmm. jobs were in the paper and I applied for it and I moved up here, um, I moved up here when we, I just got one child who was 18 months old. Now I've got two. My entire family um, is here. The kids have been through the local school system. They feel completely Scottish. As I have to say, so do I. We were welcomed and have loved living here and can't now imagine living anywhere else. I, I mean, obviously, London and Edinburgh, in some ways, are quite similar, but in some ways, quite different. Mm. Is contemporary art different in different parts of the country or... So if you were in Tate today, would it feel quite similar to this? Or is Scotland got a different feel around art? That's a really good question. I mean, yes and no, of course, like all these things. As I said, we're really good at art. Glasgow in particular is probably outside London the best place to be an artist. Um, and Scotland generally, we have fantastic art schools. We have great great facilities for artists with Scottish Scotland's workshops are fantastic network for artists once they've graduated so it's a very it's a good place to be an artist in Scotland I think London obviously bigger that more people coming through the collector base is bigger so the commercial art world in London is very different from the commercial commercial art world up here um, as a curator I would say that Scotland is a very collaborative place to work whereas organizations it's, a, it's too simplistic to say this but it's slightly true organizations that I've worked with in London tend to be very competitive with each other. My experience of being here is it's a bit more of a collaborative situation. We talk to each other more and we're interested, we're all interested in doing the same things, which is helping artists put their vision across to an audience. Now obviously <clears throat> artists, art, don't come, you know, without money, mm. so you have to fund all this. Now Edinburgh's just come through, survive, whatever word you want to use, but the last festival fringe um, in August. And I think there's a real debate going on in Scotland at the moment, is where does culture, whether that's art or theatre or music, fit into civic society? Mm. I, you've been here a number of years now. Is it a change in landscape, either positively or negatively? Yes, it is a change in landscape. I mean, when I started 20 years ago, I've always worked, I spent my entire career in the publicly subsidised sector and when I started 20 years ago we were fundraising for the icing on the cake. We were funded by the Scottish Government through what was then the Arts Council for being able to open the doors. We were funded to pay our staff, to maintain our buildings, to put the heating on, to have some art in the building and we were fundraising for the extra bits. Now we're fundraising to survive. Mm -hmm. what, what we were subsidised for 15 years ago was about 75% of what we need. Now our funding is less than 30% of what we need. And everything has gone up. You know, everything has gone up and we pay a fair wage and we're very, very committed to access. We're committed to diversity. So the fruit market is free to enter. All of these things make it harder and harder to find the money to bridge the gap, really. So it's changing financially. Mm. Is it changing art-wise? Are you seeing a... Is there an evolution going on with an art? So clearly contemporary means it, it changes with mm. society. I suppose the question I always wondered is, is it, is it art reflecting society or does society reflect art? Mm. 
both, obviously. I mean, there are trends. You can see trends in contemporary art, of course you can. And at the moment, figurative painting is very big. Lots of artists are making figurative painting. And performance is also very big. And that might be because the art schools have less and less studio space. Mm. So artists are tending to look to their own surroundings and they're literally their own bodies to make art with. Um, art... Contemporary artists are working collaboratively. They're working with performance. They're working with each other, supporting each other. The peer peer support's always been important for art. I think if you go to art school, you're taught as much by the other people at art school with you as you are by your teachers. Mm -hmm. um, so that, I think, as I say, that collaborative thing, we all have to work collaboratively now because there just isn't enough money. But a lot of that is coming from artists, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, just going back to this kind of where does culture fit in? Mm. I mean, obviously we are going through quite a hard time as a country, as a world, economically, we've come out of COVID. Mm. If you were, if, you know, if you had the First Minister or the Prime Minister here, what's your pitch to say culture needs funded? Not as much as money, but as importantly as schools or potholes or whatever else you would want to think about. Yeah, I've got two things to say to that, really. One is it's a very, very comparatively small amount of money that culture receives and needs. I mean, one of the things I always say, I'm not very good at maths, but I do remember if you double nothing, you get nothing. You know, if you double very, very little, it costs very little. If you cut very little, you get very little. So it seems to me that because it's a small amount of money, the impact of, the impact of cutting us is devastating for us. But it's not, it doesn't make that much money for government. Whereas the impact of increased money is phenomenal, it gives phenomenal impact in culture and doesn't necessarily cost very much. Uh, so that's the what, really, if you like. As to the why, my sister, this is a story I always tell, my sister is a nurse, she's an intensive care nurse. And whenever we have those conversations at Christmas, you know, about what we for, my sister, or, you know, I always say, come the, you know, come the apocalypse, we won't need to know about art. She says, oh, no, no, yes, we will. I save people's lives, you give them something worth living for. Without culture, there we we know that from the pandemic. Without culture, we are all much, much less happy. And our well-being plummets and our sense of community plummets. And culture is what gives us that. And I would say to a first minister or a prime minister, what culture does is reflect reflect our society. It also makes our society. It helps us think about who we are. And without culture, there really is no point. And let me just piece out because I mean I think this is really interesting. Um, I mean, again, the perception might be that, and I've really said what you see it to is that the people that come in here would all be white middle class, <laughs> so educated <not> people. <laughs> um, so you say that's not true. So, so so culture can go beyond perhaps how we see Radio 4 listeners. Well, I don't know if you've ever heard Radio 4 talk about culture, talk about art. It's always kind of hoo, 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 at the end of the programme. Goodness me, I don't like art myself. In a way that they would never say about classical music or the theatre or books. Oh, I don't read books myself. You don't hear that, do you? But somehow art is fair game to be kind of ha ha ha. It's it, it, so art is not the preserve of a middle class radio for uh, presenter or listener. Absolutely not. And I laugh when you say it's a, a white middle class, middle aged pursuit because it's just not. 
the people who come to the fruit market just aren't like that. As I say, they're young, they're diverse. We track the we track the um, ethnographic demographic of Edinburgh. And we're doing better, if you want to put it like that, than all the statistics. We are, and part of that is being free. You know, lots of cul- lots of the culture yeah. sector talk about what they're doing for access yeah. and talk about what they're doing for diversity. It's hard when you when you go to something and the ticket costs 40 quid yeah. not to think, who actually can afford that? You know, I work in the arts. I can't afford that. Yeah. We're not paid salaries that afford that. So who is going really? Whereas the fruit market is free. You can come to an exhibition for free. You can come to a concert for free. You can watch a film for free. We have a very cross-art form, wide-ranging program. And that's what gives you diversity. That and the fact that we work very hard to make sure, you asked me about our staff earlier, that our staff reflects the society that we live in and that we work in. So we have we have a diverse, in terms of, of people's, how people are racialized, we have a diverse staff. Our gender balance is diverse. We have disabled people on our staff, both um, visually impaired people and physically dis- disabled people. And I think that's really important because then people come through the doors, they see people like them, they, they realise that the environment is made for people like them. And then that, however they are, however diverse they are, and that is... You know, I, as I say, I've spent my entire career in the publicly yeah. underfunded, I would say, art sector, yeah. but the publicly funded art sector. And we're about, we're a public space. We're here for people. We're here for audiences. And that that underpins everything we do. Our time's almost gone. So let me put my final question as I put to everybody. So I'm going to give you that magic wand. What would make the gallery better, your life better, experience even more deep well money's boring so I'm not going to say that and money's too obvious but I suppose what I would love is for everybody to know that we're here for everyone to know that we're here and that they can come and that they are entitled to the fruit market that's what I would really love Fiona thank you for your Honesty, thank you for your answers. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. You're very welcome. It was fun. It was good to hear from Fiona and interesting to hear about the work of the gallery and how it reaches into different parts of the community. We'll put a link onto the website in the show notes and you can go to it if you want to find out more. Thank you for listening to Out and About in the Lorians and I look forward to catching you next time. Mm-hmm.